Uh, my name is Jerry Nance, and I'm one of the elders here at New Covenant. And um, our pastor and associate pastor are away at a family vacation. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it's about two years pending. They were supposed to have this vacation two years ago, and you know, uh, COVID and all the disruptions of that uh, pushed it back. <clears throat> so they're enjoying time together, fellowshipping and building family relationship, and, and just taking a much needed rest. I've been getting on Stephen that uh, he does need to take rest from time to time. And you know, David spoke to us about the importance of rest, didn't he, last week? So it was reinforced. And at any rate, uh, we expect to see them return with us next Sunday. And uh, uh, we pray that God will bless their time together. When I came this morning, uh, we have a little time of uh, going over the songs before. Uh, and somebody said, uh, are you speaking today? I said, yeah. Uh, what are you speaking on? And uh, kind of quickly in my mind uh, said, I'm going to issue a challenge to your faith. And they said, oh my, well, everybody will get up and leave. <laughs> Let me tell you that this challenge to your faith is a word of encouragement. And it's out of the scriptures. So that um, there's no need for you to feel uh, ill at ease or threatened this is to spur you on. This is to increase your faith. This is to increase the faith and trust that you have in Jesus Christ. So let us pray that the Lord would speak to us what he has to say as we look at this subject of faith and trust in Jesus. <clears throat> Father, we thank you that we can come to you and be a part of what you're doing, Lord. We don't claim to have anything original to say other than your word, Lord. And so help us to clearly communicate your word so our faith is built up in you, Lord, so that we're edified, Lord, so that your kingdom is advanced and you are glorified. Help us this day be with us, Lord. We know that you will because you've promised that. And so we give you thanks and we honor you in the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Uh, I was doing uh, preparation for this, and one of the scriptures that I came upon, uh, I wanted to talk about faith and trust in Jesus, that, that all of our access to the Father comes by grace, through faith, the Bible says. So it's a gift of God. It's not anything that we earn or or we, we had certain status or anything. It's just a gift of God. But it happens through faith. If you don't believe, if he's offered the gift to you, if you don't believe, James lets you know you can't please God. So it's very important for us to understand the role of faith. Faith is not, it's not a battering ram. No. It, it, it is what, well, God has given you the gift of access to himself based on the work of Jesus Christ. And faith is the way that you make yourself av available to this gift of salvation and acceptance that God offers. 
many times we have the idea that when we exercise faith at the time that we receive Christ and salvation, well, that's it. I did my faith thing. But we need to, ex we need to exercise faith. As a matter of fact, the scriptures let us know that we should grow in faith and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a thing that should, that should increase. And so that's why I'm talking to you about a challenge to your faith. You know, the, the, the faith that you exercise to receive the gift of salvation, that's wonderful and it was effective. And the salvation was, was effective. It, it rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and transferred you into the kingdom of his dear son. But it wasn't the end of it. And uh, I'd like for us to look at a few scriptures and, uh, <clears throat> and see what the scriptures have to say. Because I certainly don't want to make anything up here. Uh, this is, uh, uh, well, this is a critical area of our existence in the kingdom of God. Trust and faith in God. In John, the 14th chapter and the 12th verse, if you care to go there and look, you can see it yourself. Jesus was talking to the disciples and he said this, truly, truly, or if you're in another uh, version, verily, verily, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. <coughs> and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Well, that's a pretty big statement. This is Jesus. This is the one who did all of the miracles. He did the works of God. And uh, most of you know something about the scriptures. And um, when you think about it, uh, you're familiar with the works of Jesus. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do like uh, Stephen Adelini does. Sometimes I used to tell him, look, just give us the message. You don't have to have all of these people participate, but I'm going to break my own rule here. What are some of, what are some of the works that Jesus did? He healed people. He raised people from the dead. That's right. He cleansed lepers. He cast out demons. He changed water into wine. This is the works of Jesus. <clears throat> Forgave sins told people that their sins were forgiven. That's right. I didn't hear you. He did. He rebuked the religious institutions. He calmed the storm. He walked on the water. He fed thousands of people. He cured blindness. Well, our list could go on and on. And I, I would hope 
and suggest that each of you, if you're born again and know Jesus and know, have, have read in the Gospels, you have quite a, a list of things that are the works of Jesus or what you understand to be the works of Jesus. Let's read this scripture again. <clears throat> truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Well, we listed a whole gang of things. Boy, that sounds like quite a tall order. As a matter of fact, that's why I use that word challenge because when you read this scripture, you say, well, wait a minute. I gotta pull up my socks here. I got a lot of work to do. I haven't, I haven't, man, I haven't walked on any water. I haven't, and you can go down the list. And many of those things, many of those things, you could say, I'm not done. But this scripture, when you go back to it, it says, whoever believes in me, and I believe in Jesus, and I believe many of you believe in Jesus, the works that I do, you'll do them also. Well, that's quite a challenge. That leaves us in a, I would, I would suggest if you took it like that, it would leave us in a position of deficit, wouldn't it? Unless maybe there's one or two out here that have done some of these things that we've listed, but normally in our environment, very few of us could say, hey, I got 80% of the list. Well, here's what Jesus said about that, because he's the one that made that statement. Let's look at John 5, verse 19 and 20. John 5, verse 19 and 20. So Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord. Well, we talked about the works of Jesus. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's revise that. Because Jesus is saying, the son, and he was referring to himself as the son, can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. So he wasn't doing all of that. The credit that we're giving to Jesus he gave to the Father. Now follow this out because that has implications for what's expected of us here. And that's why I think this is a word of encouragement because otherwise, man, I probably have to check out because I can't feed 5,000. I can't uh, cleanse lepers and forgive sins and, and these works that we think that, that, that we list, I just, it's outside of my range. But here's what Jesus said. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. So he was only doing the will of the father. He was doing, he as part of the divine 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was do, following the direction of his Father. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than, he, than these will he show him so that you may marvel. Here's what I'm suggesting. I'm not suggesting that. Here's what the scripture is saying about the works that Jesus did. These works were what the Father showed him. And the Father has promised us in this scripture that he's going to show greater works. So if you are feeling kind of down because you haven't done your share of miracles, understand all you have to do is put your faith and trust in Jesus to do what the Father is doing because he's going to show you what the Father is showing him. Do understand that because otherwise we'd all have to give, it up, give, give up and say, you know, I'm not a miracle worker. But the Father is a miracle worker and has promised these greater things that Jesus talked about. He's going to show him more. So as we rely on Jesus, we can expect, now, let me go back on what I'm saying. I don't want to say at all that you shouldn't expect the Father to show miracles. Well, sometimes you will lay your hands on someone and pray for them in the name of Jesus, and miraculously they will be healed. Here's what I'm saying. That's not you. That's what the Father is doing. So you are an instrument of God's purpose. And so, because if you, if you get this thing distorted, you uh, run and get a shingle and put it out there and say, you know, this is the Jerry Nance Ministries here. And we do, we do healings and raises from the deads. And on Tuesdays we do, you know, and you know, special prices and all of that. No, it's all about what God, what God is doing. Lord, let my trust and faith in you be such that I can just be along the stream an instrument of what you're doing because you've promised that greater works than we saw even in Jesus, the Father was going to continue to show greater things. Let me read this scripture again just so that you remember it because we're going to uh, move along. <clears throat> truly, true. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord. Jesus confessed his, well, that's what he said. But only what he sees the Father doing. So as we see what the Father is doing, that is the key then to be an instrument of carrying out his purpose, his will, and providing his glory in situations. And so some of those things, well, let me read the whole thing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. I just want to read another uh, 
verse of scripture and put that together with what we're saying here so that you'd understand that this is not just about the father and the son. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? You as a person, you as a person, if you're born again, if you're submitted to Christ, your body is a temple. It's a place where the Spirit of God resides. That's a very profound truth. And I think sometimes it's easier just to say that and not understand how deep that is, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. That means what the Father shows the Son, the Son shows you through his Spirit what he's doing. And so the pressure of doing greater works is not on you. And I was so happy to hear uh, Jeff bring the word of God about the faithfulness of God. It's, it's on God, and he's faithful. If he said that he will show greater works, my, do we have great reason for to be enthused, to be encouraged, to be edified, to be ex excited, to be built up in him, to know that he has greater things to accomplish. God does. And the limits are not on us. You see, a lot of times, I think that it's so easy to, to start thinking about the limits that we have and, and lose sight of the fact that this is about God accomplishing his purpose, advancing his kingdom, providing for his glory. And we start saying, well, well, you know, Lord, I don't know how to do that. Uh, you know, my hands are, my arms are too short. I can't. No, it's not about your limitations. It's about the God of heaven who has no limitations accomplishing his purposes. So be released from the pressure of having to outperform the works of Jesus. All right? Be released from that pressure. If you think that this scripture says that you got to figure out how many great miracles Jesus did, it's not on you. It's based on the promise of God. And I was glad to hear the word of God come, come from uh, Jeff this morning talking about we've eaten the old in anticipation of the new, that there's more. God's glory, this is not all of God's glory. <laughs> it's not easy, it's not hard to make that statement. That's an easy statement to make. We, can, we don't have to look down the block very much to see that, 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 that the earth, that our communities, that the world, that our country, that our people are, are, are inundated with the results of evil and, 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 and the evil one. But, the, but that's not the way it's going to be. That's not, that's not the consummation of the full rulership of God when, when Christ returns and, and takes his preeminent place where every knee bows and every tongue confesses that he is Lord 
to the glory of God the Father. Let's look at uh, some of the works that Jesus uh, did by Luke. And I just want to kind of refer to this so that we'd get a sense of the results of the works of God through his, through his instruments. In Luke, the first, um, the fifth chapter, uh, let me read that straight through and then make a couple of observations. Luke 5, verse 1, it says here, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And when he sat down and taught the people from the and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I'll let down the nets. And when he had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners on the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For all, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. There's a couple of points in this story that illustrate the results of the works of Jesus. <clears throat> And those are the things that we can expect to see, too, because they, are, they come from the Father and they are implemented through Jesus, who's obedient to the Father, only doing what he heard the Father saying. Here's what Jesus instructed him. Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Some of the context of this is that Simon, he was later called Peter, but Simon, he was a professional fisherman. Jesus, if you try to put a professional category on him, he was the carpenter's son, but the scriptures don't give us very much background with his fishing background. He, he you know, he, he just used this staging area uh, so that he'd have access to the crowd and they wouldn't just inundate him. He said, look, uh, uh, you guys, can I, can I borrow your boat? Can you uh, let me sit in your boat and just push off the shore a little bit and then I can teach these people. So Simon said, hey, you know, you're, uh, a lot of people are, are really interested in what you have to say. Yeah, you can use my boat, you know. And so... Um, <clears throat> At this point, in the account that, that Luke made, 
Jesus and Simon weren't tight friends. You know, he might have known of him. He probably heard a lot about Jesus doing a lot of teaching, but he hadn't even come to Jesus. He wasn't a disciple then. He was just a fisherman. And so as we look at this story, um, when Jesus told him, put down your, uh, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch, Simon probably used his professional knowledge. I mean, he went fishing. I would imagine if he's a professional fisherman, he went fishing regularly. A lot of professional fishermen, they go fishing every day. That's their job. That's how they make their livelihood. And Jesus told him, take the boat out a little deeper, out into the deep, and let down for it. He said, look, Jesus, you don't know, you don't know what we've been to, man. We've been out there fishing all night long. And uh, I like to fish, too. Some people around here do like to fish. Uh, fishing is fun, but if you don't catch anything over an extended period of time, it's not as fun. <laughs> and so Peter was saying to him, look, Jesus, I know you got, you got good teaching and everything, but, but <laughs> we've been out here all night long and we didn't ha catch this is bad English on my part. We didn't catch nothing, you know? We were, we were without any success. He said, but man, I'm still kind of intrigued a little bit. You, you, you taught some good things. Nevertheless, at your word, I'm gonna just maybe take a chance. I won't say I'll fully trust you. I'll just take a chance. We'll do it. And so they went out in the deep and they threw overboard and they caught so many fish. Now, I know this is a fish story, but, <laughs> but this is not exaggerated. It's backed up by data. They, they caught so many fish that they had to call back to their friends. You know? Hey, guys, man, it's, it's fish are coming down from the sky. You know, they, 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 they had so many fish that their nets begin to break. Now, think about this. Professional fishermen, they take care of their nets. You know, I don't think he had little cheap nets. It's just that it was so big. This was, this was verification that this wasn't even, this wasn't even a, a regular miracle. If you could, if you could. <laughs> was, that's kind of oxymoron, because miracles are miracles. But it wasn't, it was an extraordinary occurrence that was happening here. They put over and caught so many fish that they had to call, and, and here's another thing about fishermen. <clears throat> if you know one, you'll be able to use this with them. Many times when they find a special fishing place, they are hard pressed to share it with a whole lot of people. They kind of keep it to themselves. You know, I've had real close friends that were fish, you know, they fish, and they would tell me details of their heart, but they wouldn't tell me where the honey holes were. <laughs> they wouldn't tell me where the real, you know? And so there were so many fish in this event that they called partners and said, hey guys, 
It's happening out here. Come out here. And their, their nets were breaking. And listen to the, this is verification that this is not a typical fish story. The boats began to sink. Now, can you imagine professional fishing boats? These are professional fishing boats. These are boats that, that, that do this all the time. But this was such a miracle of God that professional fishing boats started to sink. I'd like to say that Jesus saw what the Father was doing. And the Father who created all the fish knew exactly where they were and decided to put a great number of them right there for these people who just were taking a chance with Jesus. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't what we would call at this point full believers. They were saying, now, I want to say a couple of practical things about, about us. Many times when Jesus gives us an instruction, we, um, we have these, um, we fished all night and we haven't caught anything, responses. Here's how they, here's how they sound in 2022. <clears throat> we don't have any resources. You've gotten, a, you've gotten a direction for Jesus and he's told you to do something. You say, well, you know, I, I don't have the money for that. That's, that won't work. But if you know that it's from God, if you know by the Holy Spirit that it is the word of God that is giving you a direction. Here's another one. We've been trying to do this for years and it's just not happening. Have you heard those kind of statements? Yeah. Now, that, that statement is not wrong in and of itself, but if it's a response to Jesus giving you an instruction, I'm saying it's inappropriate. Yeah. You, should, you, should, you should come up with a different response <laughs> to the instruction of Jesus. Here's some other modern-day kind of statements we make. We've never done this before. <laughs> Haven't you heard that? Man. You mean you want us to be involved in this ministry? We've never done this before. If it's the instruction of Jesus who heard what the Father was saying, let us never respond to him with that kind of, of thing. Here are a few more. The doors are closed right now. They're slammed shut. You heard that kind of statement before? We've had numerous failures at this. They'll never change their mind. When the Lord convicts you or directs you to speak to someone about him, and you say, well, we use terms like, that's a hard nut. He'll never change their mind. He's all, this guy's, he, he doesn't want to hear the gospel. That's those kind of statements that we need to uh, be careful about using. As a matter of fact, I'd say don't even use them carefully. When their response to Jesus' instructions, uh, avoid, you, you know. Listen to what Ephesians 3 verse 20 says. Now unto him who's able to do far more, far more 
uh, or I think one uh, translation said, exceedingly abundant, abundantly, then we can ask or think, and, and listen to that, then we can ask or think. I want you to put this in the context of greater works. Now unto him who's able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think, according to the power at work within us, champion glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. According to the power at work within us. So let's understand that the Holy Spirit within us is the power of God to accomplish all these things for which we give up the, the, these responses about it's impossible, it's difficult, I don't have the resources, uh, you know, I don't have the skill or talent to do that. Understand that the works of Jesus are not only miracles. The works of Jesus were just going around and showing love to people. The works of Jesus were very practical things that, that we kind of look over, but they were the works of Jesus as well. And so that there are many examples that we have of the works of Jesus that don't necessarily amaze people and just, well, this one was, this was a classic one. As a matter of fact, they were so amazed that you know the rest of the story, that when they came back to the, when they, when, when, when they came back with all these fish, the Bible says when they came back to land, they left everything and followed Jesus. Here's what Peter said when he saw all these fish. I'm a sinful man. Now, what does a sinful man have to do with a miracle? I'd like to suggest that the Holy Spirit of God had put his finger on, this is why we're here. This is not just for you to get a lot of fish. This is to let you know that the sovereign God has, is, 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 is calling you. And he put his finger on the fact that, look, I can't approach the sovereign God. And Jesus was able, Jesus, part of that sovereign God trinity, was able to say, come to me. And so he changed Peter's life. This was the calling of, of, of Simon and, 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 and the other two, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. I'd like to suggest that every time we see miracles, every time we see miracles, not every time, because I haven't researched them all, but most of the time when we see miracles, God uses them to amaze people and to impress upon them that he's God, that the glory is his. It's not for just a sideshow, but generally what happens is people are amazed. I mean, they are knocked back. They were just, everybody there was amazed. Now, do you know that some people were amazed, but they just went home and said, man, I saw something special today. Let me tell you what I saw today. But they didn't follow Jesus. So there's a difference between being amazed and trusting in Jesus. Here's what Simon did. He left everything. Jesus told us, if you want to follow me, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And I used to wonder, what do, what do the scriptures mean when they say deny yourself? 
It kind of means put aside that which you are relying on. Now, Peter was a professional fisherman. He had, you know, badges to prove it. I mean, he'd been out in the hard weather and, you know, he's had nights where they didn't catch anything and nights when they caught other. You know, he's, he's, he's got experience in this. And Jesus, a non-fisherman, um, I won't say non-fisherman. We don't have a, a real account of him being a fisherman. Jesus told him to do something. Peter had to, Simon had to deny himself and say, you know, even though I'm the fisherman and maybe you're not, I'm going to follow your instruction. And, 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 he, and he was going on what he knew, his training, his expertise. Denying yourself many times will cause you to have to go against what you've depended upon to bring you success up to this point. That's a very important point. Trusting in Jesus is not just trust, is not trusting in yourself. It's trusting in him. And I want to suggest to you, and I want to, I want to declare to you, if you trust Jesus, if you're born again, you've trusted him. But if you trust Jesus, I want to declare to you and encourage you, trust him all the way. Trust Jesus all the way. Don't just kind of half trust him. I'll, you know, I'll pray for him for the easy things. Trust him all the way. We find that those who trusted in Jesus never ended up with failed situations. Um, I think I'm going to finish up. I was going to uh, look at another account, but... Man, I'm taking too much time here. Um, here are the points that I hope that you uh, take away from just these few words that I've said. As you increase your trust and obedience to God, you can expect to be used by God in increasing ways. Let me kind of underline that again, in increasing ways. That's why the scripture that we started off with said, and greater works than these. So part of maturing in Christ, part of growing in, 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 in grace is expecting of God, Lord, show me more, show me more, let me see the increasing benefit of bringing glory to you, of advancing your kingdom, of, of, of making sure that I contribute to your purposes. The second point that I want to uh, reinforce is the initiator of greater works is God, not you. The initiator of, of greater works is God, not you. If you find yourself struggling, thinking, man, I got to do greater works. Well, you, you, you got this thing kind of misoriented, if you will, and understand that the greater works come from the Father. 
He's promised to show the Son, and the Son has promised to show us those things that are considered greater works. And let's, let's understand this. The things that are identified as greater works are greater as it relates to the kingdom of God. The things that we think are greater is we think, oh, well, a much broader worldwide reach or more millions of dollars do. That's the worldly way of, of thinking, of measuring. But the kingdom of God has a different scale. If you look at the Beatitudes in the fifth chapter of Matthews, you find out that the things that are our values in, in, in the world are not heavenly values. As members of the kingdom of God, we have a different value set. And so when we talk about greater works, it may be smaller things like just witnessing to somebody that's very close to you or witnessing to somebody randomly for that matter. You say, wait a minute, that's, that's kind of <laughs> that's, that's, that's out of my range. That's one of the wrong kind of responses. Whenever the Spirit of God directs you to take a move, deny yourself, follow his instruction. Jesus never disappoints. <clears throat> and the final thing, uh, a point that I hope you draw from this is his works result in the advance of his kingdom and purposes. See, so many people have gotten hold of this thing of faith is the key to unlocking great, great resources for me. but it's all about advancing the kingdom of God and the purposes of God. It's all about advancing his glory. Now, one of the great things about it is whenever you're used of God, you're blessed as well. So it doesn't leave you spent and, and no, you may be physically, but you are blessed and edified and built up and you're a better husband, wife, friend, employer, employee, however you look at it, you're, you're better because the purposes of God were accomplished through you for his glory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your purposes were, were, were established before the founding of the earth, Lord. And they will take place, Lord. Help us, Lord, to trust you, Lord, so that we be a part of the unfolding of your purposes in our small areas of influence, Lord. Help us as your people, Lord, to trust you fully. Teach us more and more what fully trusting you is, Lord. We want to bring glory to you. We want to advance your kingdom and purposes, Lord. We want you to be pleased with the works that we do, which aren't really works. They're just us being an instrument of you accomplishing your purpose. We honor you, Lord, and bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me uh, read the
blessing of Aaron to you as we dismiss. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be blessed in the name of Jesus.